Chapter Thirty Three, Picnic with Citri. We just left the North Gate, Citri. Renee exclaimed. We're not supposed to be outside the city walls without our combat gear. A half hour earlier, Citri offered to take Renee through Nineveh so she could sharpen his driving skills. Now their two-horse chariot was in unprotected territory. Their helmets and armor were laying on the chariot floor behind them, next to a blanket and picnic supplies. I want to share my favorite place in Nineveh with you, Renee," the confident, charming woman replied. She watched Renee as he drove the chariot along the Kosher River Road. Besides, we're safe. Devi and Roshta are following behind us on horseback. They will patrol the region and safeguard our privacy. And it would only take a few minutes to jump into our suits. Renee drove the horses at a fast trot as Citri critiqued his style. Stiffen your body, Renee, and lean back. Square your elbows and glue your upper arms to your body. Yes, that's it. And rotate your whole body when you execute a turn. Citri got more relaxed as Renee improved. Grabbing onto the handrail, she threw her head back and closed her eyes, comforted by the rhythmic clacking of hooves on packed dirt. When she opened them again, she realized they were very near her favorite spot. Slow down, Renee, and follow that side road. Citri said. Turning around, she stood tall and waved her arms. "I'm letting Devi know we're stopping here, Renee." Renee slowed and stopped. A moment later, Devi arrived, dismounted, and walked his horse to the chariot. "Hand the reins to Devi," Citri said as she picked up the picnic parcel. "Come on, Renee, follow me." "Thank you, Devi," she called over her shoulder. "You're welcome, Princess," the young soldier replied. "Don't forget the blanket, Renee," Citri said as she raced up a small path. To the top of a hill overlooking the Kosher River, Renee ran up behind her, and Citri took the blanket from him and spread it out. Settling on one side, she patted the blanket. Renee laughed as he sat. "What a great view!" he said, pointing south. The Kosher River bisected downtown Nineveh before merging with the Tigris River on the west. "I love this place because there's no one around for miles," Citri said, lying on the blanket, shielding her eyes from the sun. "But it's too bright here." She jumped up. Scooped the entire bundle into her arms and started downhill. Let's find a spot nearer the river, she yelled. Chuckling, Renee followed her. Dressed in the soft woolen garments charioteers wore beneath their armor, Renee appreciated the comfortable garb as he watched Citri walking down the hill in front of him. Here's a shaded place, Citri said, unfurling the blanket. She rummaged through her travel satchel as Renee settled in the new spot. I brought a pomegranate. And a bladder of wine," she announced, pulling out pieces of red fruit with red honeycomb cells on a thick red rind. "I know about pomegranates," Renee said, recognizing the fruit. "You should. Pomegranate is the fruit of Ishtar, and you are her protector. I hope the fruit pleases you, Renee. I don't know, Citri. My mom brought one home once, and I had to pick these tiny little pieces off and put them in my mouth before they stained my clothes, and I had to spit the seed out just for one little bite." It's too much work," Citri laughed. "You didn't prepare it right, Renee," she said, handing him a section of red honeycomb. "Try this and swallow the seeds. They won't kill you." Renee tried it. This one was easier to eat. "What did you do? This tastes like fruit candy." I soaked the fruit in water for five minutes, then peeled the rind off and pulled the sections apart. Then I placed it back in the water and removed the chewy white pieces. Well, it worked. They taste great," Renee said. Taking a small bite of the pomegranate, Citri moved the piece sensually between her lips and tongue. It tastes better with wine, Renee," she said, lifting the goatskin bag. 
She gulped a fair measure of fluid and handed him the bag. What is this? he asked. Red wine, Rene. The gods made red wine to go with the pomegranate. I like beer better, Rene said. Just drink it, Rene. It'll open your mind to good feelings, she promised. I bet it does, Rene thought, while shifting his position on the blanket to manage his growing erection. If I didn't know better, I think she's coming on to me. Boy, that'd be great. Citri rose to her knees and scooted closer as she offered Rene the wine. Thanks, Citri, he said. Grabbing the bag, Rene took a tentative gulp. You must drink more than that, Rene. We're celebrating, Citri admonished, as she helped him take a second, much healthier gulp. She moved closer and began feeding him small pieces of the pomegranate. Whoa, Citri, Rene chuckled, waving his hand between them. But why, Citri pouted, don't you like me? Oh, have I read this wrong? Now she was embarrassed. Oh, no, I like you, Rene sat up and put his arm around her. I like you, he said again. Smiling at his confession, Citri grabbed Rene's head in both hands and crushed her mouth against his, pushing at his lips with her tongue. Although surprised by the onslaught, Rene lost no time responding to Citri's passion. The red wine hit him hard as his breath came faster and his heart started pounding. Looking into Citri's eyes, he recognized the lust that can only be taken care of by lovemaking. What the hell, he thought, as he lost himself in her embrace and returned the kiss in equal measure. I guess these ancient girls are fast. Woo-hoo! Then Renée pulled Citri's top off, revealing a white linen band of cloth that circled her upper torso, covering her breasts. Wait, Citri gasped as she stood and began to undo her pants. Impulsively, Renée grabbed her trousers and pulled them down, revealing her shapely legs. Citri wore a white, unbleached G-string covering her pubic region. Come here, Citri cooed softly as she lay back down in the blanket. He snuggled next to her and she wrapped her arms around him, pulling his body close. She had soft, lovely golden skin that made him shudder with delight as he explored her with his hands. Their heavy breathing was the only sound Renée heard. He found her hardened nipple poking through the thin cloth, and when he massaged it, Citri groaned with pleasure, pushing her body against him. Rene continued caressing her breast, and after arousing one nipple, he moved to the other, massaging and pinching it gently until another soft moan escaped her lips. I want to see your body too, Citri said, sitting up. She pulled Rene's shirt over his head and he stood as she worked his pants down. He wore no underwear. Citri removed the thin white bandeau from her breasts and dropped back down onto her back to wriggle free of the G-string. They embraced again and this time their naked bodies touched with no clothes between them. Their sweat made them slide against each other. Citri pressed her bare breasts against Renée's hard chest. As she rubbed her nipples over his taut muscles, he felt shivers coursing through his body. She felt his manhood hardening between her legs. Pulling him to her, Citri kissed him, probing his mouth with her tongue. When she pulled away to breathe, he nibbled his way along the smooth skin of her neck. Sliding his hand between their slippery bodies, Renée grabbed a swollen breast and caressed it, feeling her flesh in his hand made his cock throb with want. Citri's thighs clamped around Renée's leg as she ground her body against him. She smiled with passion and in a low growl said, Renée, I want you to make love to me. Experiencing a moment of clarity, Renée said, I'd love that, Citri, but are you sure? You're a princess and I'm, well... Besides, what if you got pregnant? I'm not ready to be a father. They're going to kill me for doing this anyway. Citri was undaunted. I'm using Sylphium, Renée, she said with a coy smile. 
That sounds like a disease. What is Selfium? It's a birth control plant from Cyrene. We can make love as long as we have Selfium. And don't worry, nobody will kill you for despoiling me. I'm a big girl. I can do what I want. Smiling, Renee knelt over Citri, drinking in her nakedness. She was so pretty, he couldn't believe his luck, and wanted to touch and kiss her everywhere at once. Growing impatient, Citri took his stiff cock in her hand and deliberately massaged him as the fire between them grew hotter with each insistent touch. Renée collapsed next to Citri and she continued stroking him. She smiled at his soft cries as her fingers danced on his sensitive erection. He felt as if his whole body was on fire as Citri manipulated his manhood. Taking her stiff nipple into his mouth, he traced circles around the areola with his tongue and nibbled at the sensitive tip. She moaned and grasped his balls as he drew her breast deeper into his mouth. With her other hand, she pushed his head against her, urging him to suck her breast harder and further into his mouth. With each kiss and soft suck on her nipple, Renée felt her body rise to meet the next onslaught of his mouth and tongue. Her groans of passion were music to his ears. Renée ran his hands over Citri's body as his mouth attacked her luscious breasts, eliciting moans of pleasure from her. When his hand moved closer to her sweet treasure spot, she groaned and squeezed his cock harder as his fingers neared her clitoris. Citri's body stiffened and rose to meet his finger as he glided it around in smaller and smaller circles. Letting go of his cock to concentrate on her oncoming climax, Citri grabbed her breasts, tweaking her nipples as Renée's finger circled the entrance to her pussy. She thrust her hips forward, wanting him. When his finger pushed inside her vagina, a loud groan escaped her lips. Oh, yes, that feels so good. Oh, yes, she called up between gasping breaths. She felt increased pleasure as he pushed two fingers inside her. Lifting her pelvis off the blanket, she held on to his muscular shoulders, pressing her fingernails into his skin as she felt his fingers penetrate deeper and deeper. She arched her back higher off the sheet and pushed against his fingers as he began a slow, rhythmic finger-fuck of her pussy. Her body responded, rising and falling in unison with his gentle fucking. As Renée's fingers danced in and out of her slippery channel, he leaned into her, sucking her clitoris until she came in a screaming climax. Now Citri wanted more than his fingers inside her, but Renée continued to tease. He pulled his fingers away and knelt over her again. She grabbed for him as Renée rubbed his swollen penis teasingly along her belly and repositioned himself between her legs. Pushing her knees apart, he moved his head closer. Using both hands to open Citri's nether lips, he explored her with his mouth, making Citri's hunger grow even more. She felt herself losing control as the sensation of his tongue sliding over her clit and into her vagina pushed her deeper into mindlessness. Grinding her hips in a slow circle, she coated his mouth with her delicious nectar. When she erupted into a second orgasm, Citri grabbed Renée's head, smashing it into her vagina as she wrote her climax. He continued kissing her until her shaking slowed. Exhaling, Citri let out a satisfied chuckle as she gently pushed Renée's head away to stop his tongue action on her now very sensitive clitoris. Smiling in satisfaction, Renée wiped his sloppy face with his hands and positioned himself over Citri, ready to plunge himself into her sweetness. But Citri had other plans. Renée, I want to ride your cock. I want to be on top. Smiling, Renée nodded and rolled on his back as Citri positioned herself over his erection.
She rubbed his aching cock over her swollen clit before sliding onto it. When he entered her, she pushed her hips downward, moaned, and leaned forward, resting her hands on Renée's chest. I'm in charge now, Renée, she said, giving him a sensual smile. Satisfied that Renée understood, Citri settled herself onto his cock, groaning with each movement as she slipped him deeper into her. Their breathing became more ragged and pronounced as they pleasured each other. Citri controlled the speed at which she rose and descended on his cock. Sliding her body up and down, she ground her clitoris against him, keeping him entrenched inside her. With the shade of the trees as their only protection from the blazing heat of the sun, they were soon both breathing hard and ready to climax. Renée moved his hand to her exposed clit and rubbed the swollen knob, causing her to buck harder on his hips. She watched through half-closed eyes as Renée's face contorted in erotic pleasure. He whispered her name as Citri felt his cock explode, throbbing as her muscles contracted around it. She joined Renée in orgasmic bliss as another orgasm rocked through her. When it was over, they lay together, gasping and basking in the sensations. Renée ran his hands along Citri's back while she kissed his earlobes and murmured in his ear. Moments merged into minutes as the young couple lay together, weakened by the force of their experience. It wasn't until Devi blew a whistle, sounding like an eagle shriek, that they came back to consciousness of the real world. He repeated the call twice more. That's Devi, Citri said sadly. I'm sorry, but we need to dress quickly. I must be with Queen Uni this afternoon. She is meeting with Dashtar, her high priest. Oh, Rene said. His disappointment was palpable. It's okay, Rene, Citri consoled him. We'll find time for us, if that is what you would like. If? Of course I would like that. I love you, Citri. Don't you know that? I think I am falling in love with you too, Renée. But we have to be very careful. My Aunt Uni is not a fan of you and the goddess. I think she may wish to harm you. Do you wish that also, Citri? You can trust me and Katie, I mean Ishtar, as well, you know. We only mean to help you. I don't want any harm to come to you or Ishtar, Citri smiled as she dressed. But harm will come to me if I don't return soon. Renée jumped up, dressed quickly, and helped Citri gather the blanket and food. Then they ran back up the hill to the chariot and reality. End of chapter. Thank you for listening. You can follow the story on my blog, jeadvm.com. Once on my blog's front page, go to the menu, pick my books, and select Katie Becomes Ishtar. That'll take you to the Ancient Katie series of books. Inconvenient Goddess can be purchased as an old-fashioned paper book or an e-book, as well as an audiobook set, or can be downloaded from the audiobook site Spotify. More details are on my website, jeadvm.com. 